Hello, all you doinks out there, and welcome back to a new episode of Doinked, in which Josh and I go over all things in professional sports. Sports. So, um, we're actually going to start this with a little bit of wrestling news, yeah. because we missed something on our episode we, yesterday. We did. Um, we just... Re- so, spoiler alert, we record these back-to-back. Yes. Or at least this one we're recording back-to-back. Uh, we recorded wrestling... Um, this uh, a few minutes before we started recording this, and we realized as we're re- researching news for this show, we missed something huge. Yes, uh, Scott, Scott Steiner. Steiner is having surgery on his heart. Yeah, after he, collapsing in the locker room two days ago, three days ago, uh, um, at an impact taping. taping. Yeah, it was out of taping. Um, just got the update from Bleacher. He's getting heart surgery. Well, today wishes go out to the Steiner family. Um, yeah. obviously, Big Papa Pomp is a uh, a very Outspoken person against the WWE <laughs> and is very, very good at math. Yeah, extremely have you ever seen? Yeah, have you yeah. seen that video? Yeah, yeah, extremely good at math. So, um, uh, well wishes to him, yeah, to his family. We had to, we had to mention that because Hopefully, uh, everything goes well. Yeah, uh, he needs to stay in wrestling. He's fun. It's yeah. fun to watch. He is. He's he's great. Papa <clears throat> Pump is great. Yeah, yes. He'll do a little bit less pumping. Yes, but uh, who knows? So let's start with the XFL. XFL. Um, it's been interesting. Um, I'm basically just going to kind of go over some standout teams here. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting is the best word to put for it because you have a guy who just actually got cut who was a first-round pick for the NFL because he wasn't putting in enough effort, but then he was the only guy on a defense that had that that had 10 plus tackles and stuff like that. So yeah. there must have been something that happened back uh, in the locker room or whatever. Yeah, it must have. All I know is the XFL is putting a good product out there. Yeah, um, it, XFL at, football is fun to watch. As as we do record these on the Saturday, and these episodes go live on Sunday, all the this week's games are actually happening as we're recording. As we're recording, so we're, or after we're recording. Exactly. Or, so we're going to be talking about results for week from four. last week's week four, correct. Um, We had Guardians picked up another win. Ooh, look at um, that. Finally, we're 2-2 two and two, um, against the LA Wildcats, which... I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the Wildcats week three. They absolutely demolished the two and O defenders in week three. 39 to 3. The biggest differential of any score yeah. so far. Yeah. The and defenders, the defenders who, off. Yes. The whoever th- thought the defenders were gonna be the team, Cardell Jones is gonna te- lead this team to victory. They went from two and O to two and two real quick. Yeah. In big losses. Thirty nine to uh thirty nine to nine and twenty five to nothing. And their two losses came to unwinning teams. Yeah, teams who hadn't had a win in the column. The yet. 0-2 Wildcats and the, and the 0-3 Vipers. Tampa Bay got a win. Yeah. Uh, I guess they saved uh, saved that uh, great head coach, Mark Tressman, his job. Right? God. Um, the team that everyone has been sleeping on, the St. Louis Battlehawks. They beat the Dragons, your Seattle Dragons last week, 23-16, but... Tayamu is putting in the work. He is the quarterback to watch right now. I still think it's a guy in the Roughnecks. Uh, yeah. Uh, been leading the league in every statistical category. But, yes, Tayamu has definitely been uh, having a huge... Uh, uh, Walker. Yeah, Walker. Walker. Um, Tayamu's been having a, a, a great couple of weeks. Yeah. I can say that much. Um, but as we were talking about that, we had the Battle of uh, Battle of Texas. Mm-hmm. Showdown in Texas, 27-20. to 20. The Roughnecks remain undefeated. 4-0. Against uh, the Dallas Renegades. Hmm. That sounds like the Houston team's better than Dallas in all of football. Pretty much. Pretty, and basketball. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, they cheat. The they cheat. They cheat in baseball. Yeah. So it is. But what then it is. you have the Rangers, which okay, they're all right. Yeah. But like, it's the Rangers. But Houston cheats. Yeah. So I don't know if the Roughnecks or the Texans do, but we don't know. We don't know yet. And as we mentioned, the Vipers twenty-five to nothing against the DC Defenders. Yeah, who've really fallen hard. Yeah. Um, gonna say this out right now. As we're recording this, the Dragons are playing the Roughnecks. Six to nothing, Dragons. Going yeah. into the second. That's not going to last. I don't think so. I don't think so because the Roughnecks are real. They, yeah, they, they are. some really good football. Really good yeah. football. Um, So we're going to transition from XFL to NFL. Yeah. Um, couple of big things happened this week Um, as far as the NFL is concerned. Obviously, the end of the combine. I'm yeah. not going to talk combine. I really don't care. You do not see what someone can do Until on you a put field. them in a real game <clears throat> situation. Correct. These guys have enough tape from the last three or four years that they've played in college that you know what these guys can do. I do not care that a punter had 25 reps at 225. But do you care that an offensive lineman ran like a 4-5? What what does that have to do with the fact that he's blocking in a in a in a 3 by 3 square? What does that have to do with the fact he's not he doesn't need to keep pace with a running back going down the field to block on a screen? That's what not if he his gets job. past? The pro- okay. We're going to get into this now because we're going to get into this. The job of an offensive lineman is he needs to make sure to protect the quarterback, protect the quarterback and open up lanes for your running backs. <laughs> okay. There's guys who do it excellent in the NFL. Look at a guy like uh, I, Jake Conklin, Jack Conklin, Jack Conklin from the, the Titans. Okay. Guy who blew his ACL out a couple of years ago. He's now the number one rated free agent right now in the NFL who holds the most leverage over everybody else. Okay, yeah. guy played it up all pro level. Who cares what? Who cares what he ran in a forty? It's the fact that he opens up holes for Derrick Henry, and the fact that he protected the right side of the offensive line for Ryan Tannehill to have a phenomenal season last year to come to win comeback player of the year. Yeah. Okay, that's all I care about. I do not care if you ran a four seven forty or a six two forty. Okay, offensive lineman, what matters? Bench press. Yeah. Okay, I don't care about your vertical. Yeah, no. Bench press matters. Your three cone drill matters because again, tight areas, moving around tightly. Okay, how well you understand the playbook. Everything you need is on film for these guys. Yeah. Period. All right, your your offensive standouts. How many guys have ran quick forties and never done anything in the NFL? Numerous. Numerous guys. Who cares about that stuff? A punt again. A punter. Twenty five reps. When is a punter going to use its arms? Yeah. When when's he blocking somebody? I'm just curious. When's he going to be pushing uh, pushing 225 pounds away from him? What, what, what does this matter? I mean, except for the one time a punter makes a tackle on a, on a punt return. Yeah, but then he's not pushing anything away. He's, no, he's, just, he's basically holding on for dear life at that point. Yeah. Because the guy's running at him full speed. Yeah. Listen, you want to see what these guys are going to be? Just go back and watch their college tape. Yeah. Okay? Go back but and watch their college tape. But then that's also a very, very different, different football to NFL. Really? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Tom Brady fell to 199, right? Yeah. Okay. Tom Brady played in a stadium in front of 100,000 people every weekend. Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady played in many big games. Yeah. Versus Ohio State, versus Notre Dame. Michigan State. Versus Michigan State, versus Texas. It didn't matter who came in there, versus USC. It didn't matter who came into into um, Ann Arbor. He played those games. Yeah. He was obviously ready 
for the spotlight if it ever got to that point in his career in the NFL. Because he's already played in front of 100,000 yeah. raving fans, right? This is a guy who's known to be knocked down a peg because he lost his starting position to Chad Henney mm-hmm. and all these next guys, right? Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Yeah. Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Yeah. Okay? He's been in the same system since he essentially has been the starting quarterback Yeah, for the Patriots. It's all about using the players to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people like Jamarcus Russell didn't pan out? Or Ryan Leaf didn't pan out? David Carr didn't pan out. Because they came from college and everything changed for them. Tim Tebow. Tim, uh, so my boy Tebow, okay? He hit a bomb the other day. He hit a bomb. He's still... But he got reassigned. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I'm so sad. But the thing is, is like, even if these guys are great in college, you can see where what they're going to kind of be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can see when a team is taking a player and you're like, man, that guy just doesn't fit on that team. Like, where, where, where's he going to go? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of how... You're talking about NFL. That's kind of how I feel Jameis Winston. Almost to a point. Yeah, but again, Jameis Winston's been through so many offensive coordinators. He played in college. He played under the same coach for four years. Yeah. Or three years, however long he was in college. He played in the same system. Jay Cutler's a prime example of that. Yeah. Okay, the guy, offensive coordinator, after offensive coordinator, after head coach, after offensive coordinator. How many offensive coordinators can the guy go through? How many different offensive systems can he learn? You can't You can't get comfortable in a system. My boy, Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. How comfortable can you honestly get in a system if something's always changing? Now, he's in year three under Nagy, but Nagy completely misutilized him last year. Yeah. Okay? What's Trubisky good at? He's a I... mobile quarterback, okay, and who yeah. likes to move his pocket. He doesn't want to just drop back five and throw the ball. It's not what he's good at. He's good at getting the defenders on their heels and moving and finding his spots. And then run the power eye. You've got the means to do it. Period. Mm -hmm. Even someone like Kyle Long admitted, hey, we failed as a team last year. He retired this year. He goes, I retired as a Bay. I'm never going to wear another jersey. But he admitted, he's like, the offensive line, we failed him last year. We didn't do our job. We didn't block for him. It's not all on Mitchell Trubisky. It's not on one guy. It takes a collective effort of all 11 guys on the field. Simple yeah. as that. Simple as that. Um, Getting into a little bit of free agency news, I already mentioned J- Jack Conklin. Yep, Jason you, Peters. Your boy. Gone. Seven t- seven-time Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's only played for you guys, right? 11 years. Oof, that's a big hit. Who was hurt last year, though, right? I but yeah no Lane Johnson Lane Johnson was hurt Lane last Johnson year. was hurt okay. last year he Jason Peters carried that left side yeah eleven years though it's a lot of wear and tear on those knees yeah do you, do you honestly think he's gonna get like a big money contract from anybody he'll get a one year and then he'll retire one year Ooh. he's old dude okay eleven years at a left tackle okay all right one year I think someone's gonna at least give him two or three we'll see I mean I uh, there's there's a big there's a big class of um. Offensive lineman, though, exactly. this year. I mean, obviously, I, I was already talking about Jack Conklin, but he's on the other side. He's a right tackle. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, draft has still got to come up. Yep. See what young guys are going to be coming into the league. But that leaves a big hole for your Eagles. Mm-hmm. And another guy who's hitting free agency. Man, San Diego is just dropping people like flies. Excellent. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is oh, going to yeah. be a free agent because they signed Austin Eckler to a four-year, uh, four-year extension. Eckler had a good t- good season when Gordon wasn't ready 
to be on the team. But now you're with, um, you're essentially without your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You don't have uh, Mr. Uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. And, Philly Rivers. You're, you're going to have to draft a quarterback or trade for somebody. You're still on that Brady train. I have two teams. I have two teams at Brady. You know who to. people are thinking that he's going to go to? Oh, God. I don't want to hear the 49ers. This is bullshit. I, I agree with you. It's stu- He's not it's, going to San Francisco. It's so stupid. It is so he's stupid. He's not going to go for San Francisco. That is not his offensive play style. No, it doesn't even matter. What, why would San Francisco give up on Jimmy Garoppolo? Who, yeah. Who is the better Patriots quarterback? Right now. Right now, yeah. Makes no sense. <clears throat> but it's the same thing with people arguing with me about Tennessee. See, I have Brady either going to Tennessee or going to San Diego. They're I have both... him going to either Tennessee or Vegas. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll make my argument for my two selections. Obviously, you can make the same argument about Tennessee. How yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to give my argument for Vegas. Okay. Tennessee, <clears throat> the only downside to that is right now Tannehill is a better quarterback than Brady. Yes. It's right now. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback no, than Brady not ever period, was. But right as now, of right now. The way that system works, that offense works he's a better quarterback because there's still a little bit of mobility in that system. You could see they move the pocket a little bit. Yeah. And they, they use Derrick Henry like crazy. <laughs> that guy touches yeah. the ball all the time. 100 yards minimum a game. Exactly. Except for AFC Championship, obviously. Yeah. So Brady works there because he's going to be very well protected. He has good weapons. He'll he has be protected. A, he, ha- he has a good offensive line in front of him as long as Jack Conklin is able to come back. He's got the deep weapons. He's got the deep weapons, and they have a good defense with a great defensive-minded coach who knows him very well. Yeah. Vrabel. Vrabel, yeah. As far as San Diego, San Diego is essentially all the same things I'm just saying right now. Deep weapons. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Simple as that. There is a hole that needs to be filled right there. Brady falls in perfectly. Now, Vegas works if the Bears decide to make a huge play. If they go after Carr. Yeah. If they go after Carr and they decide to bring in competition for Trubisky, Vegas is a huge play because Gruden wants him bad. Yeah. That's that's essentially what it was. That if, if Carr is swallowed up by somebody else, they're going to be up shit creek without a paddle. And they're going to need a quarterback. And Brady, plop. It's like that last puzzle piece fits right in. Plus, moving to a brand new location, brand new stadium, that is a drawing point. Yeah, it is. It is. That that organization needs. Well, I, they have drawing points. You know what I mean? Derek Carr's a good player. But when you when you dumped Khalil Mack a few years ago to the Bears, mm-hmm. you're building a lot of young talent, though. You have all those draft picks. You know, the Bears don't have a first-round pick. So how are yeah, they going to so- make a move to get... Someone like Carr, Carr's going to require high picks to get. Yeah. So. <clears throat> MLB? MLB. All right. One major bit of news. I'm going to put right up here. Right up top. Injuries. That's not even what I was saying. Oh, okay. Huge money move by the Brewers. Oh, yeah. Yelich, nine-year yep. contract extension. Yeah. Playing through 2029. Yep. Well, uh, 2028, putting, but 2029 with a mutual agreement. Yeah. yeah. They're putting <clears throat> all of their cards. <gasps> they're going all in on Christian Yellow. He's great. He's great. Is he going to straight stay great? I think so. He's still young, man. D- d- LA just did the same thing with Mike Trout and nobody questioned it. Now, <sighs> Mike Trout's a generational player. Yeah. Mike, Mike Trout is genuinely generational. Yellow hasn't who, proved that yet. Anybody who wants to argue that with me, Matt, okay? I'll call you out on this. 
argue me. Hit me up. Directly message me. I don't care. I will argue that point time and time again. He is generational. Yeah. He gets brought up in the same sentences as your Mickey Mantles, as your Babe Ruth's, your Lou Gehrig's, Ted Williams. This is who this guy is, and this is who he's been his entire career. He missed 30 games last year and still won the MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, as you were talking about injuries. All over the place. Oakland staying healthy. Uh, not the Sox. Our man, our supposed ace, Chris Sale, is most likely going to miss opening day. Almost certainly going to miss opening day. Well, I mean, they're talking about Tommy an John, issue, an issue with his elbow. Yeah, he could miss the entire season. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about an injury. Let's <coughs> talk. We we mentioned it on the last episode. The Yankees lost their um one of their Jim Stanton. No, 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 uh, pitcher. Um, we mentioned it last time. Why well, can't I think of his name? Oh, why am I blanking on this? Let me. God, um, whoever. It, man, I hate when I forget names. So, um, they've already had a Tommy John surgery to their pitching rotation. Um, you got John Carlos Stanton, who's out, and now Aaron Judge. Yeah, is going to miss opening day. They are just Luis Severino. Severino, <clears throat> thank you, Severino. Um, they have just got injuries piling up again, and they had that problem last year. Yeah, they did. And somehow, man, they still tore it up. They still tore it up. Wasn't Judge hurt last year too? Judge was hurt last year. John Carlos Stanton was hurt last year. Um, Gary Sanchez was hurt last year. They lost everybody. Mm-hmm. At one point in the season, they were running on band-aids. Yeah. And they still win the division. And many can argue, had the Astros not cheated, the Yankees would have been in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, they would have won it. Uh, Do you think they would have beat they I think they would have beat the Nats? I don't know. The Nats were a team of destiny last year. They they were out to prove to a certain somebody that they didn't need them anymore. Cough, cough, Bryce Hyper. Yeah. Cough, 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 cough. Um and but, there was a release statement, kind of an article from uh, MLB. Yes, yeah, very interesting article. Um, talking players, players that your uh, organizations team, can't be without. Yes, your team cannot be without. What was yours, and why do you agree with it? Um, so for Oakland, they had selected <laughs> Matt Chapman, and I agree with it just because of the fact that he essentially he's been playing that hot corner the be- the best out of any yeah. third baseman in the majors. Um, two consecutive platinum gloves, um, gold gloves every year since he's been in the majors. Um, and he's starting to really, really, really swing the bat. Yeah. He's starting to become a much more dangerous hitter. Um, that was proven earlier this week in a spring training game where he hit an opposite field home run. Yeah. Um, he's never really been a big oppo guy. He's always been somebody who's been more of a pull hitter. If he's bringing that to his arsenal, whew. If he watch, can start going yard. Watch out. Well, he's always been able to hit the ball out of the park. The thing is, is though, he's always been more of a center left. Yeah. Doesn't hit too many to right. Even watch him in the home run derby last year. Most it's of all stuff, to the left. It's all the to the left. More pull. And I get it. The home run derby, everybody's pulling because that's their, that's their power side. But he's always been a guy who's always kind of always went that way. Yeah. If he's bringing that oppo ability distance. to hitting for distance, hitting it out of the park, whew, he could be dangerous. To me... Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I've always uh, should have been the MVP last year, Marcus Simeon. The guy was the glue that held that team together last year. Um, he's really coming into his own as well, as far as like in the field. Um, he hits very well. 
He was a driving force as the leadoff hitter on that team. He broke Ricky Henderson's record for leadoff home runs in a single season as an Oakland Athletic. He's he's really important to that team. But there there are multiple guys you could really list for Oakland. There really is because they're yeah. all, they're so young. Honestly, same with the Sox. Yeah, in my a, opinion, there's a few guys you could list for the Sox. I don't think there's too many though. Ever I'd since, say there's four or five. You really think there's that many? Okay, all right. Well, who did MLB.com select? They gave us Zandy. Okay, Xander Bogarts, which I can agree, he's he is our infield because we have we have switch off with a third baseman, our second baseman, our first miss baseman. We have guys that rotate. Mm-hmm. Xander is always there. Yeah, he's always the glue that holds that infield together. Yep, but he can also swing the bat. He can go yard. He can he can play small ball, which is something the Red Sox do a lot, which I like. If we didn't get rid of Mookie Betts, he would have been the player that was chosen. Oh, obviously. He was an MVP. Obviously. Yeah. Now, the one that kind of threw me for a loop in this article, and I don't know if there's any Angels fans out there, this article actually selected Shinhei Otani over Mike Trout. I get it. I get it. Yes. Shinhei missed a lot of time last year, and the fact that this guy is a dual threat, yeah, he, he can hit and he can pitch. Says a lot about his talent and how important he was because the Angels, yes, they did fall off last year without him. Do I think that they would have been in the hunt for that division or a wild card last year with Shinhei? I don't know. I really don't. But I'm sorry, nobody's more important than Mike Trout. Than Mike Trout. No. If Mike Trout misses any time, that lineup falls apart. Mm-hmm. The guy's a gold glover in the outfield as well. He just doesn't win the awards because unfortunately he plays a position, I believe he's center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., who yeah. catches everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? The amount of drops Jackie has compared to catches is like one in a thousand. Well, it's not even the drops. It. I look at, so I look at the gold glove kind of like the Hall of Fame. You have to have a moment. You have to have a play in the course of the season. Yeah. That kind of like... That sparks it. That's the gold glove moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jackie has one of those every week. Yeah. Some of the catches he makes. That's what the difference is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying the gold glove is equivalent to the Hall of Fame. No. No. I'm just saying you have to have that moment of where the writers go, all right, yeah, we're going to pencil him in already. Yeah. You know, oh, great. It's the second game of the. He'll be in the talking. Oh, second game of the season. And he jumped the fence to catch it. Home opener? Yeah, okay. Okay. He climbed up the entire green monster, got into the crowd, and caught it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. he'll get it. Check. All right. Yeah. Um, We'll transition over to the NBA now. All right. Um, We don't do a lot of talking about the NBA, but one thing I wanted to talk about was this mess that the New York Knicks have become. Yeah. What a disaster, dude. They are a disaster. Any Again, any Knicks fans out there that listen to us, your organization is a dumpster fire. New York tends to have a lot of decent football, uh, like sports teams. Like they got the Yanks, the Mets. You call the Mets decent? Okay. They they're got decent. The, they're better. Uh, uh, they're getting there. Okay. They got Tebow. <laughs> yeah, who got reassigned. Yeah. Um, no, the Knicks are just a hot dumpster fire. I Knicks mean, this and is the a, Nets. It's been it's been. Bad, like really bad. And then this whole Spike Lee thing, yeah. not being allowed to go through a specific entrance. Apparently, he's been going through this entrance for years. And then the Knicks are making a statement about, well, there was an agreement that he wouldn't go through the entrance anymore. And then Spike Lee's like, well, why do you have a, a, a ticket scanner there if I'm not supposed to use that entrance? And they're saying, well, you should be using the VIP entrance because we've told you repeatedly. Dude, it is just like two 
little brats bickering back and forth with each other. Yeah. Jesus, James Dolan and Spike Lee, just stop. Spike Lee apparently isn't going to be coming to any more games this year. This would be like Jack Nicholson not going to a Lakers game. That's yeah. that, like that's this kind of level. Like he's a super fan of the Knicks. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, they need complete overhaul from that organization, top all the way down. Um, I don't know. I don't follow the Knicks. I don't follow very enough closely. I don't follow know. enough basketball, but I know that this made headlines in multiple different forms. This of made headlines news. outside of sports, exactly, and that's because obviously, um, Spike Lee's a very big talker. He likes to yap, oh, yap, yeah, yap, 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 yap. He does a lot of talking, but at the same time, the only the, I always tell my kids there's there's three sides to every story. There's his version, her version, and then the truth. Yeah, and it, there's a gray area there, and there's somewhere in between where that where that truth is, <clears throat> and maybe James is James Dolan's telling some truth, and Spike Lee's telling some truth, but, but we're never gonna know the full story yeah. unless there was a third person sitting there and go, oh yeah, I heard the whole conversation. This is what it is. 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 This guy's wrong. This guy's wrong. But he's right and he's right. That's yeah. It, it's uh, it's an ugly situation. Yeah. Big black eye to the Knicks after another black eye after another black eye after another black eye. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Um, where they're standing right now in the NBA, it's it it has to be bad. Um, I'll pull up the standings real quick. As um, is there anything else you want to talk about the NBA? No, I already I, I already know there was I know I there was, got the standings here. Um, there was something two uh, <sighs> two already clinched playoff berths. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, Milwaukee and Toronto. Yeah, Boston's right under them. They should get it within I'd say probably the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're right there. They're yeah, but only... they can't be losing games like they lost the other day. No. That's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, they're on a one losing streak. They're five of five in the last ten. Um New York Knicks are nineteen and forty four. Wow. Where's that put them? Bottom of the East? That puts them thirteenth in the East. Out of sixteen. Above Atlanta and Cleveland. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, dumps the fire. Yeah. Um, and then looking at the West. Nobody's clinched. No, Lakers and Clippers are right up there though. Clippers are on a hot streak. They have won six straight. Wow. Seven of their last three. Or seven of their last, last ten. ten. Yeah. Incredible. Well. um, The West is so much stronger than the East this well, year. Well, yeah, you got a team, one or two teams on the 500 right now who are in the playoffs. Currently, if the season ended today, two, two teams, teams from the East and one team from the West. Okay. But the Memphis Grizzlies are like right there. They're 31 and 32. Okay, yeah, they're a game on the 500. The teams yeah. from the East are what? Um, six games and seven games under five hundred. Okay, that's bad. That's bad. And it's Brooklyn, the Nets, oh, and well, the yeah. Atlanta Magic. Well, at least uh, at least Brooklyn's gonna make the playoffs, unlike the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. No <sighs> chance the Knicks will get it. Yeah, unless they go on hot streak for the rest of the season, and and Brooklyn and Orlando starts losing. Okay, I, I doubt it. Um, on to NHL. Uh, yes. Sad news. Henri Richard passed away, eighty-four years old, eleven-time yeah. NHL. Uh, Stanley Cup champion. I think it was the Caps, correct? Uh, nope. Canadians. Canadians, that's yes. right. Henry Rashad from the Canadians passed away. Uh, he holds the record for 11 Cup titles throughout his career. He made the NHL 100 team. Yeah. Um. You know, gen- again. Generational? Generational. Can't really talk much more. He was part of a, a, a powerhouse team. Again, back in the day when the NHL was only the original six. six you know, <laughs> obviously... The same teams are going to consistently win. And then even when it went to eight and so on and so forth, you're going to see the same teams always winning. And that's how these Canadians have so many Stanley Cup championships and mm-hmm. why this guy's name is on the title 11 times. But that also says a lot about the fact that 
they were that good for that long to win that mm-hmm. many titles. Yeah. It's not like they won 11 times over their tenure. Yeah. They've won 11 times in his tenure. Correct. Period. Which it's incredible. If I don't know how long his tenure was, but say it was 15 years, four years where they didn't win the title. Yeah. No, NHL players have a very long career. Most guys are going 20 years and stuff like I that. I mean, look at Zidane. I know. Zidane Chars. Look oh. at Alex Ovechkin. Yes. Yes. And Ovechkin still got many, many. Yeah, he does. Look at Yame Yaga. Yeah. Yame Yaga, who celebrated a birthday last week. Yeah. <laughs> Guy could still put on skates and play. Mm-hmm. Somebody will still sign him. Um, Want to get into kind of a uh, little bit of a scary incident with a former Bruin. Yeah. Johnny Boychuk took a skate to the face. Right above the eyelid. Yeah. Right on the eyelid. Crazy. He ended up getting 90 stitches. Now, um, to me... To this day, the scariest skate incident, I don't know if you remember this, you're far younger than me, but I know some of you doinks out there do remember this. Clint Malarchuk. I've heard, I've seen this. Super scary. Goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres, guy crashes into the net, skate catches him right underneath the mask, right in the throat. ESPN did something about this right after Richard Zednick had taken a skate to the throat a few years back, and that was scary too. But Zednick, under his own power, put his hand to his throat, skated off the ice. You just see the streak on the ice and stuff like that. He gets himself in the back, gets all stitched up. I think he came back later on in the season. I believe Moartruck missed the rest of the year because he was he was split right open, couldn't do anything. He ripped his mask off and he just opens up on the ice. And luckily a trainer comes very quickly on the ice, gets his fingers, applies the pressure, and basically saves Clint Malarchuk's life. Mm-hmm. That's like the one thing about hockey that's always scared me. One, they're flying around that ring. But you've got this hard puck that people are firing at people. I know in the Bruins game that um, last week when I was here recording at the house, um, one of the guys for the guy uh, for I think it was the Hurricanes ended up taking a puck right to the throat. Yeah, very scary game. A lot of things kind of flying around, and when these guys are getting hit and the skates are coming up, you know what I mean those skates are very sharp. Even though they're kind of technically a dull edge because they're wide, they're still super sharp. Yeah, and that's why things like this happen. So, quick recovery to Johnny Boy Chuck. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, hopefully. we'll see you back on the ice uh, sometime this season. Yeah. Um. Best wishes to a former Bruin. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you had two pieces of news you wanted to hit on. I have at least one. Um, oh, yeah, I do. You have it written down there. Yes. Um, we have a returning goalkeeper to the Canes. The Canes have been having issues with their goalkeepers. Obviously, they had that that uh, emergency keeper, <laughs> emergency David Iyer. Yep. Um, which was incredible. But four games missed by uh, uh, Peter Morazer. He's finally back. Yes. Concussion cleared. Yep. He's back on the ice. He's back to practice. Which is huge. So he'll be back on the ice very shortly. Yeah. And another one, a a personal hockey player I'm a fan of, Mika Zibanejad. Mm-hmm. Be it, it's kind of sacrilegious uh. being a Bruins fan that I'm a fan of a Rangers player, but I do like Zibanejad. He's he's incredible on the ice, and he had an insane performance against the Capitals this past week. He led that team, and I'm going to say led that team to an overtime victory, six. To five. Well, yeah, because he with scored five goals. Yeah, exactly. One in the first, one in the second, two in the third, and one in overtime. He won the overtime goal. Yeah, incredible performance by him. <sighs> Unbelievable, man. I mean, it. It's hockey's lot. not a player's game like NBA. NHL is not a player's 
players league. No, it's like a team, the NBA. It's a team. It's league. a team game. You, I mean, there, listen, there, there are, are the standouts. Yeah, he, I mean, he's on the ice with Ovechkin. Yes, I mean, a guy who just scored was it seven hundred? Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah. Okay, he's on the ice. He's sharing the ice with a guy who <laughs> could honestly weave through an entire defense and score a goal if he wants. But that doesn't mean he isn't set up by other people on the ice. That's that's how this works. Yeah. If it was one guy who could take over a game, I'm not sure if anybody out there has ever seen the movie The Goon with Sean William Scott. Yeah. Okay. There's apparently this one guy who's supposed to be able to weave through the through teams and stuff like that, and he gets hit one time, and it basically knocks his career down a couple of pedestals, and then he ends up being on the same team as Sean William Scott, who's a who uh, who's a who's just an enforcer. It's a good mo- It's a good comedy. If you yeah. enjoy hockey and you enjoy brawling, gotta watch it. Definitely recommend it. Um, but it was it was very uh it was it's very telling. When a lot of people don't realize that you need the five guys on the ice, yeah, and the goalie. That's why the power play is so important in hockey. Yeah, that's why it's so important. That's why the Bruins take so much advantage of the power play. Mm-hmm. So, but um, that's also why the Bruins are taking such advantage of on the power play. Yeah, exactly. When we're shorthanded, we're shorthanded. Yes, yes, you are. Um, quick rundown of the standings. Uh, Western Conference first. Uh, the Blues still lead the Western Conference with uh, ninety points. Um, 68 games played. Avalanche are right behind them. 67 games played. They have 88 points. Dallas, 67 games played with 82 points. Um, when we go to the Pacific Division, uh, the Golden Knights have 82 points in 69 games played. The Edmonton Oilers have uh, six, uh, 68 games played with 80 points. And then somehow the Calgary Flames, who have played 69 games and have a goal differential of negative three, are in the playoffs right now with 79 points. Yeah, and then your two wild card teams in the West right now are Vancouver and Winnipeg, both of them with seventy six, uh, seventy six points. The only thing is, is Winnipeg has already played sixty nine games, where Vancouver has played sixty seven, so they have two games in hand. And then the two teams who are behind Winnipeg, which are the Minnesota Wild and the National, and the National Predators, um, both have two games in hand, are only um, two points and one point back respectively. So the West is really going to start shaking up in these next couple of weeks, in my opinion. I, I think the top of the division, of the tops, have pretty much already been set. I don't think anyone's going to catch St. Louis, and I really doubt that Colorado's going to get leapfrogged by anybody. If it's anybody, it'll be Dallas. But, I mean, Colorado's just an offensive juggernaut right now. Yes. They're scoring goals at such a feverish pace. They, they have a goal differential of 46 right now. There's only two teams in the NHL with a better goal differential. And, it's and they're two, the top two of the Atlantic. And they're the top two of the Atlantic. And they're the top two teams in the NHL. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're two of the top three teams in the NHL because you have Boston, who has 98 points. 98 points through 68 games. Okay? Yeah. Goal differential of 53. And then the Lightning, in 67 games played, have 89 points. With and a, a f- differential of 50. 50 goals. 50 goal differential. But then if you look, if you look down at the very, very bottom of the Eastern... You have the Detroit Red Wings with uh, 69 games played, 16 wins, 48 losses, eight over, uh, five overtime losses, with a negative 120 goal differential. Yeah, they have. And they've beat us twice. That's bad. I'm pretty sure they beat us twice. <laughs> That's bad. Oh, hey, listen. Blind Squirrel finds it not every once in a while. Yeah, must be. Um, um, and go- then third in the Atlantic Conference, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Shocking. Yeah, 79 they, points. I don't- yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, 69 games played, 35 and 25 with 79 points. Um, top of the Met is uh, Caps. Washington Caps, Who 67 tied, games played. They're tied with Philly. Yeah, same exact exact record. Skull line. Period. The only difference is their goal differential, and Philly has that on. Yeah, uh, Washington. Yep. 
and um, not far behind is uh Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Penguins with 68 games played, 39 and 21, with 84 points. Looking in the wild card, we get the Blue Jackets at 68 games played, 32 and 21, 15 overtime losses, 79 points with a negative five goal differential. Yeah, again, I another mean, shocker. Yeah, but. and then the New York Islanders, 66 games played, 35, 23, eight overtime losses with 78 points, and right outside. Outside the scratch, right like scratching the, on it, yeah. the New York Rangers hey, and the Canes. We're just talking down New York teams. You got two of them right here in the playoff hunt. Yeah. so The Islanders and the uh, the Rangers, and then you got Carolina. Yep, Carolina's right there. Former uh, Hoffman Whalers. Go Whalers. Yeah. So um, that pretty much wraps up everything we're really going to talk about in sports today. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to get these, like I said, um, we're twice a week. Try and do them twice a week. Scheduling we got to get really, our schedules to work out. Yeah, scheduling has been really difficult um, to make sure that we can get two of these episodes up because unfortunately we are missing a lot of stuff and we've, we're failing you guys by missing the things we need to talk about. Yeah. On a personal note, as far as sports is concerned, I ran my first of 25 5Ks this year. Uh, I ran it today in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, you know, I've been honestly trying to shoot for specific times. You know, I only started running. In September last year, yeah. I ran a 5K with my daughter in October. Ran it in like 40 minutes because I was running with my daughter. I was taking my time. Um, but I've been shooting for that 24-minute 5K. You know, it's kind of the pace that my cousin in Germany has set for me. It was the pace that we set while we were out there running in Germany. It's a lot different in Germany when you're running. You're running a lot of hills, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to run a 24-minute 5K. That's going to be my goal. By the, by the end of March, I'm going to run a 24-minute 5K. No, his first 5K first of the 5K. year blows at 22.35. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I'm happy about that. Um, anybody who wants to come out, who wants to run with me, I am doing two more. Uh, we have the 5K that's going to be happening in Providence on the 21st, and then there's one in North Kingston on the 28th. If anybody wants to join my team, I will create a team on the RaceWire page. I'll be more than glad to have anybody come out there, any of you doinks who want to be part of this uh, this run that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to put it out here right now. I want to do a 5K by the end of the year. All right, you can be on one of my 25 because I'm doing 25 5Ks this year, period. I want to do one. I don't know how fast I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be doing one anytime soon because something personal for me, I was at the gym lifting and I dropped 25-pound weight on my foot today. Well, So we both had sports-related things happen to ourselves. His was good. Mine sucked. Uh, it happens, man. It happens. Um, but follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Twitter. We're not very active on that. We got to start getting a little bit better yeah. at that. But you know, anything you guys have, uh, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to hit us up about, any of your favorite teams, anything, you know. Yeah, hit news us up about, coming from your teams. Exactly. Hit us up about um, the player who you feel on your team is the least expendable, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's the Mets, whatever team you guys follow. I know, I know who the real player on the Astros that's the least expendable. Oh, yeah, that's the, the guy camera bang- guy. Oh, I was going to say, the guy who bangs that's the, the barrels. Guy. But yeah, the camera guy. Definitely the camera guy. Need him. But now that we're done uh, running down uh, Houston, we're yeah. gonna. I think we're gonna get out of here. So, yeah. so uh, again, follow us Instagram, Facebook, DM us. Yeah, hit us up on anything you guys have any questions about. As always, we appreciate the listens, we appreciate the follows, we appreciate the likes. Um, as always, this has been a double doink. Thank you, Network Production. Thank you. Uh, he has been Josh. He has been Dave. And we only got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.